But yesterday was a historic day for the sport of Australian rules football. Tasmania, which has been a footy heartland for so long and produced so many outstanding AFL players and state league players, must be said as well. They've got a team of their own to look forward to. They will enter the AFL for the men in 2028. We still await an official date for the women's team. But what a joyous moment for people who've worked so hard to get this team off the ground. Peter Gutman, one of those, former Premier of Tasmania and former Swan Districts footballer, it must be pointed out as well. Spent some time here in the West. He's been good enough to join us this morning on the show. Peter, good morning. Thanks for your time and congratulations. Jacob, thank you very much. Uh, it's a very special day in Tasmania today. Uh, fought for over 30 years as this state now to join the national competition and uh, we're finally there. Well, That's very special. Let's be honest, Peter. It's taken too long, hasn't it? This is something that should have happened a long time ago, so it must just feel like justice for those who've campaigned tirelessly for so long. Look, there have been so many people that have done uh, so much hard work over such a long period. Um, there'd be a list of uh, hundreds of people that you'd need to thank. But you're right. Look, it has taken too long. Tasmania's been a heartland footy state um, since day one. And, you know, I think... Uh, most people wouldn't argue with the statement that we've provided some of the best players that have ever graced the football field um, over that period. And so it's uh, simply fantastic that now um, young Tasmanian boys and girls, um, young men and women, are going to get an opportunity not just to cheer for their own team, but to actually aspire to play for it. I would have thought a few people shed a few tears yesterday. But Peter, what's the process now? Who sort of uh, sets it up? Is it government run, AFL run, or, or there's a uh, that both working together to to put things in progress? Well, obviously, there's a, a lot of work to be done. Um, the government, as I understand it, will work with the AFL to put in place a transition group um, to ensure that they can start to form the structure. Uh, but with the timelines that we've got, like obviously a VFL side. Um, uh, up and running by 2025 and then the men's team on the park in 2028 and we'll need to obviously land a timeline for uh, AFLW as well. There's a lot of work and you know, the, uh, I'm you know, one step removed now for obvious reasons but uh, I'm certain that the state government uh, along with the AFL have been planning for this day now for some time. Did you doubt, Peter, whether it might happen? With all the work that you did and with all the no's that you got back and all the, the hurdles and obstacles you had to overcome, did you did you ever wonder whether a day like yesterday would ever arrive? Look, you always live in hope. <laughs> <laughs> always been a glass half full sort of a person. Uh, but look, at times, you know, I did get pretty twitchy. And I have to say that um, in the time that uh, I had doing the negotiations over the last couple of years, I was always of the view that uh, Gil McLaughlin had um, good intent, uh, but he had to obviously ensure that the, uh, the commission was supportive and, importantly, the other 18 presidents. And so, you know, I always understood that he had a, a difficult task. But, you know, at times uh, we got frustrated. And uh, as a Premier, um, at one stage, I, I even threatened to end the current licences that we had or the current arrangements that we had in place with Hawthorne and North Melbourne here uh, and refused to play them if we couldn't move the debate uh, on and get to a, a point where we had a timeline. Now, I have to say that uh, you know, Gil uh, worked very hard to ensure that uh, we could get to today and you know, I'm immensely thankful uh, that I was able to work with somebody that um, had genuine good intent. 
Peter, you know the landscape well, and football is such a big part of the, the, the conscience of Tasmania and, uh, and part of the landscape. Has it lost ground, though, football over the last few years with the advent of the, of the jack jumpers and the success that the basketball team has had down there? Uh, look, Tasmanian football has uh, been in a challenging space now over the last 20 years. Um, and there's certainly no doubt that uh, the jack jumpers, which have been a roaring success, I might, uh, might add, um, our Tasmanians have uh, just piled in behind them in the most extraordinary way. Uh, which I think augurs well for how they'll react with a Tasmanian AFL team. But there is no doubt that uh, this team, um, you know, to uh, use a phrase that somebody else has used, I think Clarke might have um, uh, said this, uh, yeah, we're putting a flag in the top of the hill. You know, what's important now that we've got to build the base? And yeah, that's going to be a significant body of work. We've got to make sure that we take uh, the base of Tasmanian football with us and importantly grow that base as we move forward. There's always been that little bit of uh, politics, I suppose, in, in in the football there with the North and the South. I mean, is it a combined effort? Is everybody focused on, on the one thing and, and not, you know, saying, oh, well, it should have been in Launceston or it should have been in Hobart. Everybody's over that and pointing forward? Uh, look, You'll always get, and it, that, look, it doesn't matter whether it's Western Australia, Victoria or Tasmania, um, there'll always be uh, parochial interests that um, will be argued for. But this team and the decision yesterday, I think, will enable Tasmania to become one tribe. And uh, you know, that will unite the state. And I'm certain that uh, in Tasmania there are a lot of people that, uh, you know, all Tasmanians, in fact, should be walking just a little bit taller today uh, because uh, after such a hard fight, you know, we're going to join that national competition. We're chatting to Peter Gutman this morning, former Tasmanian Premier and such a key driver in this successful bid for a, an AFL licence that was awarded to Tasmania yesterday. Uh, Jeremy Rockliffe certainly followed up from what you've done, Peter, in pushing this case very, very strongly and has spoken glowingly of your efforts to get this up and going. Uh, just a word on your successor and what he's done in recent months to, to push this over the line. He has been absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, I felt enormously proud of the efforts that he's uh, put in and was very pleased yesterday uh, when the announcement was made. You know, it's, I used a football analogy um, uh, a couple of days ago about this. I, I like to think, you know, if it were a football match, you know, I was lucky enough to get uh, someone to tap it to me in the centre and I just punted it deep into the 50. Mockliffe had to take the courageous mark and then go back on a difficult angle and kick the goal to win the game, and he did that. And, you know, the, uh, the beaut thing is that this uh, decision now, um, coming after such a long period of hard work, um, you know, provides Tasmania with a platform uh, to take forward not just an AFL team into the national competition, but to really solidify and grow the base of football in Tasmania. You know, look, I was there in uh, the 80s, um, in Perth when the West Coast Eagles came in. And I will remember, you know, the impact that that had on the waffle um, for a, a number of years. Uh, and it's important that in Tasmania we learn from those sorts of um, uh, uh, occurrences and um, events that have happened in the past and make certain that you know, we build our base, we strengthen our base over the next five years and that when we, um, we come to launch the team in 2028, yeah, Tasmanian football is in the best shape.
that it possibly could be. And one of the most important parts that get it in that shape is having the right people there, and of course the chairman or a CEO. That your name's been bandied around. Are you in a position to? Uh, is it something that that you uh, would desire, or are you in a position to be able to look into that and take on a role like that? Look, I learned a long time in um, in politics not to speculate on matters that are in <laughs> others' hands. Um, <laughs> but look, obviously, I'm very passionate about football and very passionate about Tasmania. But look, that's a decision for others. Now, I think the key um, uh, decision that needs to be made is to land um, the right CEO, and we've got a a process over five-year period now where a team will need to be built and so we need somebody that's not just got contemporary uh, skills at a club level but you know also uh, cognizant of what needs to be done in terms of uh, building a team um, and importantly building a culture. Now, I, I heard um, young Sicily the other week um, from Hawthorne you know he waded into some comments that have been um, widely reported around the country in terms of um, you know, his view uh, in respect of Tasmania. Comments like that uh, just strengthen our resolve um, and they will help build the culture for a team over the next five years to ensure that you know, when we do get on the park, we are competitive. And you know, make no mistake, uh, when we do get on the park, um, we're coming for it for the rest of it. Don't worry about that. Um, Tasmania's had a long time where we provided the very best of talent to a lot of teams around this country. We now get a chance to showcase that talent here in our own team and we'll be competitive from uh, year one, in my view. So a new stadium's going to be built, Peter, at uh, Macquarie Point. That won't be completed until, I think, mid-2029. So the new team will be based at uh, York Park and Bell Reve Oval for the first uh, year and a half, I think, of its its life, its journey in the competition. But we learnt yesterday that the, the stadium will hold 23,000 and the plan is for it to have a roof. Is that a big enough stadium? I know the population of Tasmania will certainly be factored in, but is that big enough, do you think? Look, in terms of being um, a stadium that will be full all of the time, um, uh, it's going to create a fantastic atmosphere. At 23,000, um, I think, uh, based on the modelling that we did, and bearing in mind we've, we've got a 20-year history now, where we've been playing eight games in the state, albeit not our own team. We've been renting Hawthorne and North Melbourne. Uh, the modelling that we did was for average crowds of um, just below 20,000, I think it worked out. At. And importantly, we've got uh, uh, the UTAS Stadium in Launceston, which will continue to be used for at least four games per year, which has a, uh, a capacity, I think, where they're planning to take that um, above the 23,000 again. So, yeah, I think... From a capacity point of view, uh, we're going to have great atmosphere because I think we're going to do our very best to fill it um, uh, at all times. But the uh, the size, based on the advice that we've got, I think will be uh, about right. Um, yeah, I hope that it becomes a problem into the future that we actually um, you know, have to deal with if it uh, if we find that um, 23 isn't uh, quite large enough. Peter, won't keep you too much longer. What's the biggest challenge? for this Tasmanian team now that the licence has been secured between now and 2028? What's the biggest challenge ahead? The most important thing is that in terms of um, moving this forward, that we start work on it um, immediately. Five years will go very, very quickly. Uh, a VFL side on the park within three years. Uh, it's going to be important that a structure is put in place, that the plan's um, uh, laid out, and importantly that uh, we get the right 
personnel. Um, yeah, it's an old, it's an old footy um, uh, saying, um, you know, you've got to have the cattle on the park and it'll be important that we get the right people uh, into the positions uh, that are necessary to build this club and to build its culture from the ground up you know, pretty quickly. Can you get the devil's name? Well, that's something that uh, has been discussed, you know, widely, and you know, obviously there may look. I say there may be. Um, there's certainly some advice that um, there may be some issues in terms of that. Uh, but look, uh, again, you know, I'm glass half full. We'll work through those issues. If it's not uh, the devils, I'm sure we'll come up with something appropriate. But I make this point: I don't really mind what it's called. Um, I'm just pleased that we've got a team. Um, and I think that team is going to do Tasmania proud. It's a thoroughly deserved moment in Tasmanian sporting history that was achieved yesterday. Uh, Peter, as we let you go, you did spend a year here in Perth. You played for Swan Districts. How did you enjoy that experience of playing for a very passionate club like Swans and your time here in Perth many years ago? Look, uh, I must admit I did really enjoy my time with um, Swan Districts. And, uh, in fact... When I became Premier, one of the first people that I called was uh, was John Todd. Um, I, was a, I must admit, I was a very opinionated uh, young 20-year-old uh, at the time I, I would have been, 2021, 20, and uh, probably, I think um, uh, those uh, opinions that I had didn't always sit well with, uh, with Toddy, so I didn't play many games. But uh, he was a fantastic coach, and I think um, you know, the best way to describe him is uh, he was a builder of people. And you know, he had a, a huge impression on me, and uh, I, uh, I felt obliged when I became Premier to ring him and, um, and uh, thank him for the time that I spent with him. Um, as I'm sure you know, there are many other people around my age and those that came through under his, uh, when uh, he was leading the Swans, um, that like me have uh, also benefited as well. So if he's listening, I'll give a shout out to Toddy. He normally is. The great man, John Toddy, is a loyal Sport FM listener, so I'm sure he'll be up and about and, and listening this morning. Peter, congratulations to you and, and everybody who's had such an emotional and physical stake in this over many years. It's a wonderful moment in Australian football and thoroughly deserved for the state of Tasmania. Good luck with what's to come. Thank you very much. Appreciate the time. Cheers. Peter Gutwin joining us. The former Premier of Tasmania, who stood down from that role about a year ago now, and Jeremy Rockcliffe has succeeded him. Uh, and Jeremy uh, got the, the glamour, I guess, of yesterday and, and shaking hands with Gillan McLaughlin. But without Peter, uh, I very much doubt that this would have got to this conclusion, Wayne, with the amount of effort and energy and, I guess, push to get it over the line. And it is a, a great moment for the, the broader game. We know it's great for Tasmania, but I think it's greater for the broader game because now we get to see a state that loves footy yep. gets a team of their own.